Yo. Welcome back to the Week in Review podcast. I'm your host, Sean Stroud, just in case you forgot. And I had a pretty damn good day today. But first, I'm going to talk about this. You ever have that feeling, that little tinge, something in the back of your mind just telling you that you need to watch some shitty reality TV? You just get that urge. You just want to see people be dumbasses, but willingly and knowingly be filmed doing it. I've been feeling that little by little just grow and grow for for a while now. And I think it doesn't help that I watch a lot of people on YouTube who watch and like commentate about, you know, love is blind, all, all these different Netflix dating shows and stuff. So I was, I've been thinking for a while, man, maybe I, maybe I should go back to Love Island. I watched a little bit of it. I think I watched like half of the first season and it was good. But for me, that reality TV stuff, I, I kind of just pick it up and I run with it and I run with it and then I drop it and I just give up. Drop, just stop cold. Kind of like Grey's Anatomy. I watched three seasons, just dropped it. Like, why am I watching this? I, I just had a, it was like post nut clarity, but for a TV show. So I've been feeling this little inkling in the back of my head, just growing and growing and demanding more. And the other day, I was scrolling through YouTube and I saw that they have all of Hell's Kitchen uncensored full seasons no com well i mean five second youtube ads compared to like five minute commercial breaks so i've been tackling that all week dude i'm already on season three i think i started in general three days ago like i am powering through the shit and that's the great thing about hell's kitchen for me is it's like the perfect in between of uh you know, a show that I want to sit there and really watch to catch all the details of and a show that I'm all right leaving in the background, you know, as if I had seen it before and like missing some stuff on. It's just like a great filler show and I've been really enjoying it. And I know I said uncensored earlier. That makes a huge difference that like just not hearing that every couple seconds. What the? are you doing you've uh, it you've completely uh, it like that is a mood killer and i didn't notice as much until i watched the uncensored and i and i just really enjoy hearing chef ramsey say fuck like uh you know there, there are a lot of funny clips from the show and i've actually recorded a few you know, I've been sending them to Eileen just every now and then. So here, let me play one. Let me play one. It's called Andrew's Absolute Penny. Andrew's Absolute Penny. Correct. <laughs> he spit it out. That is absolute bullshit. <laughs> Like, bro, Ramsey had just has such confidence in his delivery every single time. Even when he's screaming at the top of his lungs and, like, his voice is breaking, he doesn't lose a single ounce of intensity. Let me see if I've got... Um, all of these are kind of longer. I don't really have any short, punchy clips. I personally don't think you're ready to lead. Oh, 
I personally think that you have a hard on for Virginia. <laughs> that wasn't Ramsey. That was one of the contestants. But that just goes to show the show can get pretty wild sometimes. But I enjoy every second of it. Like it has drama. It has food porn. It's got like some humor. And Chef Ramsey's a really cool guy. And you can really tell that from the prizes because every now and then, you know, I guess once per show, pretty much once per episode, there'll be a challenge for a prize and an advantage. And the other team gets like a punishment. Um, normally, the prize is like getting to spend a day with Chef Ramsey, which kind of sets him up as like a cool dad character of the group. And Hell's Kitchen is kind of like being a parent, but you get to choose what kids you love. Because at the end of the day, Ramsey gets to say, no, you're not good enough, and just kick someone out. But it's pretty dope. I really like the show. Um, also, sometimes, because I, I used to watch this with my mom, right? But it's, it was a, as a kid and, you know, really just over her shoulder or f for 15 minutes before I had to go to bed or something. So I didn't I don't I didn't remember a lot of details, which is really nice about watching it now. But occasionally the um, the guests will like come up to the counter and have to say and try to say something to Ramsey, like right here. Just ignore these bimbos. Like, bro, he doesn't give a fuck when talking to the customers either. Like, that is straight up badass. You can call him rude. You can call him whatever. He's fucking cool in my book. And the, but but what I realized is... When I, why did I say it like that? What I realized is it's really not the customer's fault for how they're acting. All right? Because, you know, in the first few episodes of this show, it is not uncommon for Ramsey to just say, fuck it, you fucked it all, I'm shutting it down. And, like, everybody go home without food. But then you see the camera pan around, and I realize that they may not be getting food, but they sure are being served drinks the whole two hours they're waiting with empty plates. So when these girls are coming up here and kind of making asses of themselves, you got to cut them some slack because they've had nothing but fucking cocktails and wine glasses shoved in their face all night and nothing to soak it up. I mean, they're all like super skinny. This is the 2000s. They didn't let any. <laughs> okay, we're about to get a little exit the PC uh, culture shit. This is the early 2000s. They didn't really let any woman into that uh, restaurant that w weighed like over 160 or some shit. I don't know. Like if you weren't a size zero, you were not dining at Hell's Kitchen. Or at least they just weren't going to show you on camera. I don't know. It is kind of fucked up thinking about it now. That's, that's one of those things that you kind of just notice, but I didn't really pro fully process it until I said it out loud. But yeah, it is really all skinny people eating at Hell's Kitchen. Are they just not hefty rich people or maybe there weren't in the early 2000s i don't know we're getting off the off, off topic here but yeah so they're just coming up completely plastered like trying where's my food 
I've been waiting. And Ram is like, I don't give a fuck. One time the uh, the candles, or I'm sorry, the lights went out, and Ramsey t- told John John Philippe, yes, John Philippe, his uh, mater D. He told him, put out some candles. Or, here, you know what? Why am I trying to say it? Let's just hear it from the man himself. All right. Enough of my horrible, horrible accent. Is it this one? I heard your friend's feelings. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Why? She's very upset because you told her to fuck off. Oh really? Did yeah. I? Yeah, you did. Okay. Well, can you tell her I meant it? Yeah. All right. I'll tell her. Can no, you vote? Can you vote? Jean-Philippe Souffle, can you escort these two ladies, please, back to plastic surgery? <laughs> ladies, please. <laughs> All right, that that wasn't it, but that was pretty funny. Back to plastic surgery. He's fucking hoeing, dude. Here, this is it. This is it? Oh, for fuck's sake! Uh-oh. Okay, the light's gone out. Yeah, tough shit. Yes, candles on the table. Nice and romantic, and all those women out there won't see their double chins. <laughs> oh, like bro has no has no fucks to give at all, man. I I completely respect it. And, you know, I've been watching it, right? And maybe this is just my mindset in general because of work. You know, I'm an editor. I work for a newspaper. The school newspaper, it's not like, you know, a news. It's a newspaper. We win awards, all right? I'll take credit. But anyway, I'm watching this, and I'm like, low-key, this whole thing is like someone reporting on a beat. A beat is like the area a reporter's assigned to cover. Like, the announcer is always keeping track of, like, what they're doing. He's providing different, you know, storylines and shit. And, and the whole thing, it's kind of like he's reporting on the shit. So I've, I've been using it for inspiration a little bit. Or just to, like, process things through that mindset. I don't know. Fast forward. Fast forward. All right. Today was a pretty good day. Even though I started out not on the best foot. I didn't like fall in the toilet when I was getting ready for work or anything, but I showed up knowing that I had an interview scheduled with one of the volleyball players because I'd like to write a feature story on like the two top, the top two players of the team and and kind of frame it as like the school's dynamic duo. So I knew I had an interview scheduled with her for 12 o'clock on Monday But I forgot to set where the interview was. So come 12 o'clock, I figured, well, shit, I I guess I'll just show up at their where they practice. So I went to, you know, P building. She wasn't there. And so I thought, damn, I don't I don't know where the coaches are. I had run into some of the soccer girls that I knew on my way over there, and they gave me shit because I haven't been showing up to their... I didn't show up to their last two or three games. I've been busy, man. I've got a life to live, too. Uh, They were just kidding, though. They're pretty cool. But I saw them, and they went to downstairs P building. And so I thought about checking there, but then I also thought maybe... Maybe that's like the locker room area. I don't want to be I don't want to just like accidentally wander down there and have that branded on my reputation forever, especially if I'm trying to be a reporter and get interviews and have a respectful fucking uh what is it? relationship. So I started heading down to the opposite end of the uh P building where the gym was 
and I started looking around for my friend because I know I know one of the dudes that works up there. And I was thinking, maybe, just maybe, he'll be able to get me in contact with someone. So I peek my head in the gym where he's supposed to be. I don't see him. I don't see him. I look uh, in the offices. I don't see anybody. I said, fuck it. All right. I guess I'll go back to the newsroom. Uh, or, or maybe I'll look for one of the volleyball coaches. I don't know. So I start walking out. And as I start walking out, guess who I see walking in at the very end of the building? Now, I can't tell it's him initially because uh, I'm blind as fuck. So I really can't tell who anybody is until they get into like a 20-foot radius, unless I've already seen him that day, because then I know what color clothes they're wearing. <laughs> you know, a little, little cheat sheet stuff like that. But no, I knew it was him because uh, from down the hall, he went, what's up, my G? He's super cool, man. Uh his name's JC. I love the dude. He he's in charge of like the the fitness center and a whole bunch of other stuff down there. And uh it, it, I met him because I he goes to the girls soccer games too. And he kind of sat down and we just shot the shit one day and you know, he's pretty cool so. And I feel like I'm pretty cool. So maybe that's why we resonate. But anyway, he walked in and he complimented my jacket. And I told him, "Hey man, it dropped low enough. You know I had to start wearing that shit." Because while it has been, uh, you know, I've been complaining about the heat a lot on here. It's steadily been on the decline lately. I think today it was, you know, 65 was the high and it started out in the 50s. So, yeah, I threw on my Hunter Hunter puffer jacket and I got an ass ton of compliments. I think that's why today was so nice for me because, you know, I'm not a pretty girl. <laughs> so I don't compliments aren't like a normal thing for me you know uh i know i'll get a compliment when i wear one of my puffer jackets though that is like a a for sure thing and it has been since i bought them that's one of the reasons i love them it's they're definitely like probably the nicest pieces of clothing that i own but lately i've also been getting a lot of compliments on my rings too and that's been really cool uh, I'm, I'm getting off track, I know, but I'm going to go ahead and just say this. I, I've been surveying a lot of people for the fair recently, just for an article we're working on. And so I walked up to this one table, and it was a group of friends, and those are always, it's kind of awkward to approach those uh, tables to survey them and ask questions, but they also really pay off because it's a group of people. It's like five people as opposed to like, you know, two or maybe one person sitting alone. It's way more efficient in terms of gathering data. So fuck it. I'm not going to be a bitch. I just walk up and I go, uh, excuse me. Do you guys mind if I ask a quick, 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 couple quick questions for the newspaper? I normally don't stutter that much. I'll be honest, but whatever. You guys mind if I ask a couple quick questions for the newspaper? And four out of the five people in the group instantly just went, yeah, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, go ahead. What what's the questions? And one person in the group was shaking his head and I'm assuming he said no, but everybody else w was so loudly positive they drowned out his negative ass. So, I just went on ahead. <coughs> Excuse me. I just went on ahead to ask questions. My first question, you guys planning on going to the state fair this year? The dude who shook his head no responded that's literally what we were talking about when you walked up, you know, with like an edge to it, trying to make me feel fucking some type of way. But no, I just went, oh, yeah, what, what, were you, what part about it were you guys talking about? 
what about it? And then he started talking about the slingshot, that one ride that is like an elastic bungee cord that shoots this ball back and forth. Crazy shit. Everybody knows about it. And I said, well, that's perfect, man, because I was about to ask, uh, you know, are you guys looking forward more to the food or the rides when you go? So, you know, what about the slingshot? Why do you want to ride it? And so the guy gave me a whole long quote about, because it's the scariest thing around, man. I want to ride it and pass out and then buy buy the video afterwards. Like, he was being very uh, descriptive. So I said, yeah, I'll I'll take that as a quote if you don't mind. I took out my pad, my pen, started to write down his name and and the quote and everything. And then the dude, who didn't even want to talk to me at first, goes, Hey, yo, is that hard jewelry, bro? Is that hard jewelry? And of course, I respond, yeah, you know it's hard jewelry. Everything I got on is hard jewelry. So we start, you know, showing each other our rings. And he has one really cool that... uh, I didn't think it looked good online, but sometimes it just turns out better in person. So good for bro. And then he also, he, uh, he pulled at like his chain to, you know, pull it out and show me. And I pulled and I pulled at mine and we had the exact same chain on. I was like, Hey, that's what's up, man. So that was just, that was just a really cool encounter. It, like it went from dude, not even wanting to talk to me to, Oh shit, we got the same jewelry brand. That's what's up. And he gave me a pretty good quote. So that really turned out nicely. But back to talking about JC. Dude, um after we talked about the weather dropping and stuff, and we talked about, you know, whatever for a second, he I told him what was going on, what I was doing down there, and he was like, Oh shit, let me let me call downstairs and see if they know if she's down there or whatever. And so he goes on the phone. He's talking for a minute. I walk around for a second. I get back to him. He's like, yeah, man, they said they don't know where she is now, but they got practice at 1. So come back around 1230 and and she'll meet you up here. I'm like, thanks, man. Thank you so much. And I walked away with a big smile on my face just thinking like, man, this is what happens when you have friends in high places, huh? Sure is nice to be well connected. Like just, just cool newspaper reporter thoughts I don't know it's it just feels so nice to know everybody on like I know a lot of people on campus and and I'm I'm not an anti-social guy but I'm also not running for president I'm not just gonna walk up and hey my name's Sean Stroud nice to meet you what's your favorite color and how many kids do you have you know I'm not not going out of my way to introduce myself but because I, it's part of my job now. I know pretty much everybody. And even people that I don't necessarily know if I need to know or not. I know them and normally I know their first name. Like multiple people have come up to me like, oh, I know you from somewhere. And then I, sh- I reach out to shake their hand. I'm like, yeah, you're so-and-so. You're Jiminy Cricket, you know? And like, fuck. And, and then it's kind of funny because I know that makes them feel a little bit worse about not remembering my name. But it's okay. I give. I, I tell them what my name is. I don't leave them in suspense. It's awesome though. And then I came back at twelve thirty, and yeah, I got a good interview. It was really good. It was like eight minutes. It's probably the longest interview. Definitely the longest interview I've done with a player, at least. And then I got to do one more of those tomorrow with the other one, and then um, then I can write that, and that'll be pretty cool. My first sports feature story. So, yeah, looking forward to that. And then what did I do? What else did I do? I checked out the gym afterwards, after work um, at the school. 
it was all right. Nothing to brag about, but nothing to complain about either. However, if the if an influx of students suddenly decide that they want to start working out, it's gonna that gym is gonna be in dire straits because there are about four benches, I think. So I was lucky that there were only two other people there, but that'd be pretty convenient for just you know getting in a quick workout after uh, after you know typing up of frantically typing, ching, 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 trying to get a paper, a fucking story out for the paper, but. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Speaking of, of about the fair, I, I was gonna write about the fair for the paper, right? And Michael's looking to get involved with the paper too. So I said, "Yo, let's go Saturday. I'll you know get all the notes I need, try the food that I need to try. You can take pictures for it, and then boom, there's the article." So we did that, and my mom got us two season passes, so I can get in for free too. Fucking rocks. Talk about the perks of having a mom that works at the fair. So we we pulled up around 10.30 maybe. And I remember I told my mom I really wanted to try the deep fried sushi bombs. Because I I was hoping maybe she had tried them. She'd give me her take like, ah, nah, skip it. Not worth your time. Turns out she hadn't tried them because the line is always astronomically long. Well, turns out me and Michael got there. I'm sorry, Michael and I. That's the correct grammatical way to say it. Turns out Michael and I got there early enough that there was no line. So that's the first thing we got. Cost 13 tickets, which is equivalent to $13. And it came out and there were two little small sushi bites, probably the size of walnuts. But you know what? They were really good. They were really solid because I was expecting very little from a fair, from like fair ground sushi. That just don't sound right, but it it turned out pretty nicely. So I was, I was pleasantly surprised. Then we walked around for a bit and I kind of slowly started to realize that like the older you get, the less there is really to do at the fair. But it's not that bad because also the older you get, the better you are at managing your expectations. Because all I really wanted from that day was one, to try some fried food, which I did. Uh, Michael and I ended up split. Hey, look, I did it out of habit that time. Michael and I ended up splitting the cost on a lot of the stuff. So even though it was like $16, $20 per item, it was half and half. And we each got to try it and see if we liked it, which we did like pretty much everything we tried. The cheesy crab tater bites, those went super hard too, except for the fact that on the on the picture, they look really big. They look about, you know, uh, what's, they look about the size, a little bigger than a McDonald's chicken nugget, but then they come out and they're about the size of a walnut. <laughs> that just seemed to be the portion standard at the fair this year, but Hey, they tasted good, so I really can't complain too much. I also got two big-ass daiquiris. Well, I got one, and then I got a refill, and it really didn't do much for me. And so I I guess I kind of lost the magic on that. Probably won't do that next year, but at least I know now. I I walked through the shop, and I actually bought something for once. Oh, you know what? I can show you what I bought. Here, I'm going to set the mic down for a second. I bought this frog statue. Here, one second. Statue, right? I don't know if you can hear me. It's supposed to 
Well, it's not supposed to. It does. I bought this frog statue. I bought this frog statue, right? You can hear it. Here, look. I, I, I got to hold the mic like between my thighs so I can do this with my hand Or my knees, actually, so I can do this with my hands. Here we go. All right. Isn't that cool? So it's a frog statue made out of wood, and it's got ridges on its back, and it comes with this little, um, I guess like a little mallet, and you run it up the ridges to make a frog sound. A ribbit, I guess. So yeah, that's what I got from the fair. And that was about 20 minutes in, and then after that, Michael started taking pictures, and as soon as he started taking pictures, he went, Oh, fuck! So I asked, What's wrong, buddy? Buddy old pal? My camera's about to die. Like, dude, we just got here. We just, do you remember why we decided to come? <laughs> but it's all good. We, uh, we ended up just, like, taking a picture, turning it off. Taking a picture, turning it off. Taking a picture, turning it off. And we got most everything we needed. He still hasn't come into the newsroom to let us look at the pictures yet, but I'm I'm assuming they turned out pretty well. And if not, I'm kind of I'm trying to talk Eileen into going with me this Saturday because uh, at first she's like she can't eat gluten, so everything at the fair is fried. And she said that basically, you know, walking around all that stuff just makes her feel left out. And I totally get that. I, you know, I didn't catch on to that at first, but after she told me, like, yeah, duh, I'm, makes total sense. But mom said that there's actually, like, a lot of gluten-free options, like a lot of stuff that isn't fried at the fair that she could probably try. Now, of course, I wasn't looking out for these things when I was at the fair because I was looking for the most fried shit. I mean, fr- fried Oreos, fried sushi, Michael and I were trying to try uh, deep fried Vietnamese coffee, but the line was just so long that we weren't about to do that to ourselves. So I, I totally get it. But um, yeah, mom said there's a bunch of stuff like that. And mom's got like an ass ton of tickets that she just gets handed for no reason. So that's that's, that's essentially free money. So being able to get in for free and then having free tickets... It's going to be a free fucking trip. So why why not go? I, I think it'll I think it'd be a great time. So maybe I'll do that this weekend. We'll see. But Michael and I, we pretty much got everything going, got everything done that we needed to do. And we were we were ready to leave about 1:30, and we both had a pretty good day. No issues. My only issue, however, dudes that wear fucking flip-flops. God damn. I really can't stand it. I think as a grown-ass man, you got no business. You got no business showing them toes to anybody. Mm Mm-mm. Maybe behind closed doors, you can whip them out for your lady. But, I mean, God, dude. Nobody wants to see your hairy fucking toes. I'm glad I'm blind, bro. I'm going to be honest. I'm so glad that my vision is poor because I'm already offended enough when I see a dude out in the wild wearing fucking flip-flops or sandals. I'm already uh, 
fucking grossed out enough. But imagine if I had 2020 vision and I could like zoom in on those shits. I'm glad that is not the case. <laughs> fucking ridiculous, dude. What? It was like 60 degrees out too. I had a flannel on walking around in the sun and shit. I know your toes are fucking cold, you dimwit. What the fuck are you doing, bro? I can't, like, I cannot think of a single justification. You got sweaty feet? Find some different socks. What the hell? Fucking toes out, man. I told, I told Michael, I was so angry. I was like, I want to just fucking spit on their fucking toes and hope they don't like it because that sounds like some sexual shit now that I've said it out loud, but no. Put some fucking socks on. You know what? I'd rather see a motherfucker in socks and sandals than flip-flops. Die. Like, oh my goodness. I hope you trip on your fucking flip-flops. I hope they get stuck in something and you do that awkward, like, uh, shimmy shake fall and you scrape up your knees on the fair concrete. And I don't even feel bad for saying it and wishing ill will against you because you're wearing fucking flip-flops as a dude. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> I hate it, man. I'm trying to, th like, I'm trying to find justification in my mind to start hanging on women wearing flip-flops, too. But I can't. Like, dude, it's just like, bro, fucking come on. Come on, bro. But... I mean, other than the shit just not being stylish, I really can't find any grounds for women. And I'm not a foot guy either, so there's no no sort of bias like that going on. Trust me. <laughs> but yeah, bro. Fucking no. Just enough of that. But I'm, I'm lying. There was one real issue at the fair this year. Or at least Saturday night. Because, uh... Apparently, some dudes got into an argument, and one of them pulled out a gun and sh and shot in shot at him, but I don't know if he hit him. I do know that he hit three people. I'm assuming he wasn't going for like a collateral Call of Duty trick shot, so that, that probably wasn't intentional. He hit three people, and this all went on while my mom was at the fair. So she texted Dad, big fucking commotion and everything. I called her. And she she basically gave me the rundown, like, yeah, he's in the food court. He, he That's where the shots were. We're all just kind of hiding in the back of our booth right now. And I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. It's It was really fucking wild. Like, I, I wanted... I was I was upset with her because I really wanted to stay on the phone with her for just for uh, forever, honestly, until she got home, until she was safe. But because she's Poppy's child, she she as soon as, as soon as she had told me what's going on, and and I said, all right, well I hope I hope you're okay, everything like that. She's like, all right, well I'm getting off of here. I'll talk to you later, <laughs> and hung up the fucking phone. I'm just left there like, all right, mom. <laughs> uh. Keep me updated, at least. And then she proceeded to not keep me updated. Like, I had Aiden calling me. My cousin Josh texted me. And that's when it really hit me, honestly. Because uh, up until 
Josh texted me. I mean, I knew it was a bad situation, right? Someone's shooting up the fair. That's not something to celebrate. But I, I guess I hadn't really processed the magnitude of it until he asked me what's going on. And I started to type out, mom is hiding in the back of her booth. And then, like, I tried to, <laughs> in my mind, I went, no, that sounds pretty bad. Let me go back and retype that in a better way. And then I deleted it all and retyped it out the same way because I realized there was no, there, there wasn't a sugar coat to throw over that. And then I started to cry <laughs> because it hit me. I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is pretty fucking bad. Wow. And so, yeah, I, I had to sit in the kitchen by myself for a second and try to, you know, get it together. I, uh, I stayed around the house for a while and it, it mom wasn't coming didn't come home it was like nine o'clock I, I was like man i gotta go home i gotta just there's no point I, i'm just gonna wait here all night so i told everybody to let me know when she got home let me know when she got home and then that day i had bought her flowers from the grocery store which i don't do as often as i should honestly but i i thought about it and, uh, you know, she, I saw her at the fair that day. She gave us free sopapillas. I'm like, what can I do? What can I do to do something nice for my mom? And so I got her flowers, her favorite color, a bunch of purple stuff. And I was about to leave and I, I had left the flowers still in the container, in the wrap, like the bouquet they came in because mom's a control freak. And I finished, I figured that she would want to arrange the flowers however she would want them. But then right before I left, it was like 9, 9.30. She still wasn't home. I realized maybe after getting home from a huge chaotic event where she bad things could have happened, maybe mom doesn't want something to fucking do when she gets home, like something she has to take care of. So I decided to take it upon myself to at least put them in some water, you know, trim them up a little bit. And then I left. And I went until like noon the next day without knowing if mom was okay or not. Because nobody fucking said anything to me. Thanks. I, I, I appreciate the, the uh, keeping me updated. I mean, fuck, you're only my mom, you know. I'd like to know that you didn't get shot last night. No, I woke up Sunday, went to Mo Poppy's lawn. I told him about what happened. He's like, oh yeah, I heard. All right, well, have you heard from her? No, I haven't. I haven't talked to her. No, oh, okay. All right. Mowed his lawn, and then I had to go over there myself to, to be like, hey, good, good to see you breathing. <laughs> but yeah, she was okay, thankfully. She was okay. Everything was all right. It's just, it's ridiculous, and I, I didn't, you know, I didn't think anything of this at the time. But yeah, I went to the fair earlier that same day. And as I walked through the security gate, I, I went to take my phone out and my wallet and my keys. Because I go to concerts a lot. This is no foreign thing to me. I know there's going to be a bucket that I got to put it in. They're going to carry that around. And then I walk through and it's going to beep. And that's how the metal detector works. But 
I quickly realized that I didn't need to fucking do that because none of their metal detectors were on. And their, the, the security guards weren't using the, the wands to pat anybody down. So when I heard that the fair was sh- being shot up, someone got a gun in there, it wasn't that hard for me to believe. That's fucking sad, dude. And it pissed me off. And it made me so angry that I wrote an opinion piece about it for the paper, about how fucking shitty the fair security is. And it, I know that that's not going to make a big difference in the world. No one's going to read that shit, probably. I'm aware of these things, but my job is pr- to produce articles for this newspaper. And that was something that I was passionate about in the moment. I still am, just and only because the bad things happened, which sucks. But it's really, it's not some shit that I should have to think about. And that's what I wrote in the paper, too. I shouldn't have to think about how safe I'm going to be before I go to, a like, a convention that's state-sponsored. And that's literally been ran since 1886. It's fucking, it's a joke. That's what it is. So I wrote that. And, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that was my experience at the fair this year. Whole bunch of fun shit. Whole bunch of fun shit. I mean, we had a good time, Michael and I, but that's just ridiculous, man. Like, I was so fucking worried from my mom. It's shouldn't have to be that way, man. The world's too fucked up. I don't know. Yeah, we should just call it quits. Let's just drop a bomb. Let's just end it all. But if we're, you know, if we're not, if you don't want to drop a bomb on everybody, Maybe we can at least start with my local USPS uh, postal center. Because those... Whoever delivers my packages has been fucking me. Okay? Alright, now listen. I, I, I When I order something from Amazon, it has been my experience up until this point that Amazon delivers to your front door. They're going to put it right in front, leave a nice little... Leave it in a nice spot, give a little pat and a kiss to it, and then be on their way. Like the little angels that they are, the Amazon angels. That's been my experience. Except recently, I think Amazon has like sub subletted? That's not the right word. They've outsourced their uh, deliveries to USPS. And they just ain't about that shit because they've been stuffing shit in my mailbox. Which is already irritating because I have I have to go down to the mailbox and open it up. But I'm not just a lazy fuck, okay? I didn't have a key to my mailbox. So they, they've been delivering stuff there. And I'm just like, where's it at? It says delivered. It's not here. And so I have to wait for like the... Uh, I've been having to wait for the mail lady to, to, to just be there one day. And then I, I ask like, hey... Is there any chance I can get my stuff out of there? Because I don't have a key. Because the office people have just been bullshitting me. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I haven't tried to get a key. I went in there two or three times. And they were like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get it printed. And then they'll call you. And then nobody ever called me. So I guess nobody got it printed. I, I don't know. But USPS, they've been delivering stuff to, to the mailbox, right? And so the last time they did it, I said, this is the last straw. I called Amazon. I I said, yo, please, I can't get in it. Can you put it on my fucking doorstep? 
And the dude was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we'll make an annotation right now. It'll never happen again. Said, all right, cool, bet. The next time I ordered something, I also went into, like, the instructions section, and I was going to type it out. I was going to be that petty dude. But they had, a, a like, a little bu- bubble for me to click that said, deliver at the front door. So I clicked on that, right? And I thought, cool, my problems are solved. I have nothing more to worry about. <clears throat> now things are going to proceed as they should, as I've been accustomed to up until this moment. I get home. Two days later, you know, prime shipping. I got home two days later, walked up my steps to my third-story apartment, which is probably the issue in the first place of delivering it to the front door. It's probably some fat fuck delivering packages who signed up thinking, I'm going to do this to lose weight. And then skips going up all the stairs. I don't... That's me making my own narrative, all right? That's completely me being a hater. But, no, it probably is just a lazy USPS guy. But... Point is, I walked up the stairs, I saw my package at the front door, and it was kind of like leaning against the wall a little bit, but you know, whatever, I don't care, it was there. I unlocked my door, go in, open my package, and God damn, what did they do to my book? It looks like the USPS guy like... Had a WWE SmackDown versus Raw tonight's main event type shit with my book, man. It looks like he took the bag and like slammed it on the ground and then like was stomping on it and shit and then left it there for me. To, and then he, you know he's got to take that picture for Amazon right before he leaves. He's like, yeah, bitch. Takes the picture and then dips off. Like my book looked abused, man. I don't like none of it's not ripped. It's still readable. But there it's like all wrinkled and cre- it looks like a piece of paper that you balled up and then you you realized you needed what was on the paper so you straighten it back out in a hurry and that's all it's left with all those lines except it's a book. That's like 350 crinkled pages. Fucking ridiculous. So of course I'm no stranger to having trouble with Amazon's book deliveries. All of their books normally suck, but not this fucking badly. So, of course, I order a replacement. Two days later, guess where they delivered that fucking replacement? In my goddamn mailbox. Yep, in my goddamn mailbox. Hey, you know what? You win, honestly. USPS, they took that round. They really did. And I almost, I mean, listen to me. You can hear I'm smiling. I got to respect it. That's that's kind of fucking funny. And what's even better, I, I reached out to Amazon again. And that's how I found out that USPS was the one I have a problem with. They were like, you need to contact their support. So I did. They gave me the number. I called it. And it's a fucking automated robot. It is an automated machine. And it's not one where you press a button. It's one that listens to your voice. So every time I was trying to tell it what the fuck I wanted to do, they would go, did you say speak with an agent? And I'm like, no, I did not fucking say speak with an agent. And then they go, did you say speak with an agent? And then I wouldn't even repeat it. I just go, no, 
And then they go, did you say speak with an agent? And then I fucking hang up my phone and throw it down as hard as I could on my bed because I did not want to break it and end up needing a new phone. But uh, I went through that about four times and then I gave up. <laughs> I gave up. I said, USPS, you've won this one. You've gotten one over off uh, on me. All right. It is what it is. So you know what I did today? I went in the office for a fourth time to try to get a new key. And I guess the, the girl who just takes care of shit was there today because she said, oh, I'm sorry that happened. I'll get my maintenance guy on it and I'll call you later with a key. And so I was thinking, oh, she, maybe she'll call me in a few days. Maybe I'll never hear about this again. That's how it's been going. But no, it, within fucking 10 minutes, I had gotten a call. And I'm like, oh, shit, I need to get dressed again. Let me go run down there. Easy. So I got my book, got the shit out of the mailbox. Shouldn't be an issue anymore. Hopefully. But you know what? I do have to admit it. I bent over and USPS, USPS just stuck a meter stick right up my ass for this one. I lost. I really did. But that's my beef with the United States Postal Service. <laughs> I'm a hater, bro. I'll beef with anybody. It doesn't matter. I can find something to dislike. Let's see. It's about 45 minutes. You know what I think would be the perfect length of time to fill this in? Am I the asshole? We'll see. Top post of this week. Am I the asshole for telling my son that for telling my son that village you wanted doesn't exist since you burnt it to the ground? I don't even understand. Um This is a bit complicated. I'm a stepmom and five wonderful kids became their stepmom, adopted all of them. She just used a metaphor. Damn, good for her. She, the village. I'm like, bro, is it Minecraft? Is this kid, does he have mental deficiencies and you're just really being a dick to him? What's the issue? But no, she's she's using that as a metaphor, like the village. But then she doesn't reference that at all until the very end, and she says the village. Stupid formatting. Fuck that lady. She's the asshole, even if she's not. Here we go. Am I the asshole for telling my parents that if they give my brother money, I'll stop giving them money? Don't care. I'm the asshole for explaining to a man who refused to mind his business what happens in graphic detail what happens if I drink regular cow's milk in my latte. All right. I'll, I'll maybe come back to that one. I'm the asshole for audibly saying bro when my sister announced she was pregnant again. All right. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, it's kind of long. Hello. I'm 16 female. A younger sister to Lori, 26 female. Lori, she said me and Lori, but I'm correcting it. Lori and I have never been close since we had different dads. I was an affair baby. That's tough. That's tough. Like, I, you know, my parents were never married, and, you know, my dad died, so obviously I have a stepdad, but being an affair baby, that must be tough. That, knowing that, Shit. That's like that's like being a king's kid back in the medieval times, except it was with some mistress. 
Like, that's almost worse than just being a normal kid. You're shunned at that point. I'm sorry for that experience if anybody's gone through that. All right. She always resented me for ruining her family. Yep. That, that, that sucks, and that's not fair. Lori has six kids. Yes, six. Twin boys, Beck and Joe, who are seven. Planned. <laughs> she, she put in quotes next to the kids if they were planned or not. Who the fuck are you to keep track, bro? That's you got a stat sheet like uh, no, she she like runs up to them like I do to interview them after every pregnancy like, "Hey Lori, all right, so what did you think about that birth? It it, it came out in record time. Do you think with each new one you're just making the hole wider and easier to go through? What what were your thoughts on this one?" "Oh yeah, that's real nice. That's real nice." And um you know, so were, were you and Joe, were, were you gunning for a homer on this one, or did you, did you just get one, slip one past the batter? What, what happened uh, this time around? That's so weird. That's so strange. All right, here we go. We got the, we got the stats. We got, we got the expert on the, on the team here. Six kids, twin boys, Beck and Joe, who are six, um, who are seven, planned. Sorry, I didn't mean to throw Joe in there in the wrong spot. Whatever. It's a name. A girl, Liliana, who's six, unplanned. Another girl who's Angel, another another girl, Angel, who's five, planned. How does that work? How do you have? I don't. I don't care. I don't care that much. Another boy, Keith, who's two, planned, and another baby boy, Carl, who's nine months, not planned. If you have more than four kids, I don't think it matters if you're fucking planning them or not at that point. All right, and then if you have. Two twins, unplanned, an unplanned kid, and then another planned kid after that unplanned kid. What changed? Six and five. What happened after having the unplanned kid that made you think, you know what, honey? I think we're ready to have another one. We didn't mean to have that last one, but I think we've really pulled it together since then. Like, did the government start giving you fucking stipends for however many kids you, you had and took care of? You got a family farm going on? I don't understand. And then once again, an, okay, never mind. That that makes sense. Keith, two, is planned, and then the last one is not planned. Nine months. That kind of makes sense. Here we go. Keeping on. Despite the fact that Lori is incapable of taking care of these kids, four of them were actually planned. See, you say that, but... If she can't take care of them, how are they planned? That doesn't make sense to me. Because she knows my pushover mom will give her money and watch the kids. Oh, well, maybe you just answered my question. <laughs> give her a chance, Sean. Come on. My mom even quit her job to do so, even turning her workroom into a nursery for Carl. We're pretty well off, but we can't do this forever. All right. Don't say we. You are not the mom, okay? Don't lump yourself in with that shit. I try not to judge and just ignore the fact that and just ignore Lori like she does me, even though mom is busy doing something like changing a diaper and I have to step in and help, especially with the twins, uh, since they're very rough with each other. Tonight at dinner, Lori's boyfriend joined a father to just Carl. What? Damn. So she's a hoe, too. That sucks. That sucks. <sighs> This wasn't abnormal, so I didn't think anything of it until my sister said she has some exciting news. I wish she'd say something else, but I knew what she was going to say. Well, I mean, yeah, six times now or five times, whatever. I knew what she was going to say. 
I'm pregnant, she would say. Everyone went dead silent until I said, bruh. <laughs> I didn't mean to say it out loud, but come on. Lori gave me a death stare and said if I wanted to say something, I should just say it. So I did. Oh, goodness. Look, she's clearly got no self-awareness. You're, you're like... See, my mom has four kids. The third and fourth kid, she, she can't... No, the fourth kid, she told me. And I was just like, what? Are you serious right now? Are you, are you serious? You're having another one? For real? I think I was like eight or something. I don't know. No, I wasn't eight. What the fuck? I had to have been like 12 or something like that. And then after that, anytime mom came up and was like, I got to tell you something. Hey, I got to tell you something. I would just go, you're not pregnant, are you? Are you pregnant again? You're not, you're not having another kid, are you? Like, I picked up real quick. And she did, too. She would laugh about it. So she got it. But this lady clearly does not see that her fucking pulling the bunny out of the hat trick. That that was a little bit too close of a metaphor. That More than I was intending. Her pulling the bunny out of the hat trick is getting a little old. <clears throat> All right, so here's what the sister said. Lori, this is your... And then in, quote, in parentheses, I take a moment to count. That's wild. Sixth child... You know we can't keep supporting you. All right, that's weird, dude. I, it's so weird that you lump yourself in with your parents as we support. It's not your fucking money, dude. That's so strange. That's where you lose me on this one, little sis. <laughs> um, Without mom, you'd be on the streets, and you know that. Look at mom. She's so tired. She's always taking care of your kids, and so am I. I bet I've changed more diapers than you have, you selfish bitch. She really hit that low key, except for the we part. She began to cry and ran out into her boyfriend's car. He followed her home and he, uh, no, he followed her and drove her home. My mother then began to cry. She left to go out, go out, Carl, go put Carl back to bed, bed since he woke up. There's some typos. It was just me and Lori's father. He began to yell and told me I was a brat and Lori was a great mother, and then he stormed off. As I'm sitting here in the morning watching the boys, I'm thinking, was I too obnoxious? My mom says that a lot. I don't mean to because of my autism, but come on, please give me some feedback, Reddit. Am I the asshole? Well, no. I don't, well, I don't know. No, you're not. You know, you, you know why? Because we got to go by law of order here. Or the order of law. I don't know. She said that she was pregnant for the sixth fucking time, and clearly she's not doing the right shit here. You said, bruh, which is fucking hilarious, but you didn't mean to, so you're not the asshole at that point. Then she challenges your ass while she's pretty... Pretty much in the wrong. She's, excuse me, I got hiccups. She says, all right, that's the last, that's, that was the last hiccup. She says, bitch, if you got something to say, come say it then. And hey, 
The girl took her up on her offer. Little sis came with both barrels and fucking knocked her ass out. So, because she asked for it and because she just sounds like a prick in general, I do not think she's the asshole. Let's go. Not the asshole. If it were me, I completely stop helping watch kids and I can't stand when people pawn their kids off when family members. Really pisses me off since it happened to me as a kid. That's the first comment. Not the asshole. Sorry, I'm a mother to a 17 and 15 year old girl and bruh is a common saying in my household. Well, that's funny. Interesting fact. Good on you for calling her out and sticking up for your mother. It's not fair to these kids or your mother. Let's see. Not the asshole at all. Six children's fucking ludicrous and painfully unnecessary. Yeah. None of the Redditors are saying anything about we, you know? That, that's what I don't get. Because I, I, I personally don't feel like the, the girl has any any reason to say, to, to like lump herself in with her parents as if like she's being drained too. No, her parents are. And it's completely fine to say, you're killing mom. You're taking all of dad's money. But don't say we, because you didn't earn that shit. <clears throat> Especially when clearly you don't even claim him as your dad. Lori's father. You you were the affair child, is what you said. But I say not the asshole. So is what it is. And that's it. That's that's the podcast for this week. Alright? We uh went to the fair, left before it got shot up, and thankfully my mother is okay. That's really the uh the shining light of this weekend. I mean, jeez. <sighs> but we're good. Everything's okay. Life is progressing. I'm getting my stories out, trying to meet deadlines. You know what it is. Trying to get shit done. All right. And I hope you get shit done too. You already know my spiel. Be productive, but not at your own expense. All right. Take a break if you need one. But with that being said, I bid you adieu and I'll, uh, I'll holler at you next week. Later.